Welcome back to the Archives podcast. I'm your host and producer, Mareva Lindo. Today we bring you a special mini-episode that gives you a deeper look into the story of Ted and Marsha Johnson, who you heard in both of the last two episodes. Ted and Marsha met at the Old Town School in the early 60s and have now been married for over 50 years. You may recall that Ted was involved before the school even began in a group guitar class led by Frank Hamilton in Don Greening's Oak Park living room. He soon went on to become the school's second teacher. In the following excerpts, they talk about their role in establishing the long-running Chicago Sacred Harp Singers community, as well as the Old Town School's impact on their lives to this day. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. You know your mama was born to die. Ted and I were teaching guitar at Loyola University, and we had this dear friend who also was a big influence in the at the Old Town School. His name was Harlan Daniel. Harlan Daniel was a collector of popular culture. Harlan had a fire, tragic fire, in his apartment, which demolished his collections. And our students, our guitar students at Loyola, helped him recollect his things and put what they could back in order. And when that project was finished, he gave everybody in that little group little folders with things that they had been interested in, tapes or photographs or music, and he gave us a folder of music and a tape, which I thanked him for and put up on a shelf. It was there for, I don't know, 15 years. Another friend from the Old Town School, Judy Hoff, we were singing one night in the living room on Agatite Street, the three flat, and she said, I'm sick of singing all this stuff. I want to sing something new. So I said, just a minute, and I went and I pulled out that folder. Lo and behold, these were copies of songs from the Sacred Harp. That is a, a book of shape note music that's been in print for since 18, way back when. 50s. So I called some friends and we gathered them together a Wednesday. And that began singing those songs in our living room every week for weeks and weeks. Unbeknownst to us, it was a tradition that was still active and alive in certain pockets in the South. And up North, people like us were just beginning to discover it. But then there was a festival at the school. Right. And that Rebecca Armstrong, right. the Armstrongs were big at the school and in folk music and the folk music scene in Chicago. And Rebecca and Phil Trier, who was also a very well-known, had a, a, a little workshop on sacred harp music. So we went. And Philip Trier 
<laughs> Philip says, let's all come out to Wombat Tower House and we'll bring food and we'll sing at our house. That's what a sacred harp singing is. Everybody gets together. You sit in a square and you sing into the center of the square these strange tunes. And in the middle of the day, you share food. It's called Dinner on the Grounds. Well, that was the beginning of the Chicago Sacred Harp Singers. One big way that the school influenced my life, of course, maybe the most important, was you and you and I meeting. But it, it occurs to me that you know here I was knocking around after college and doing things like picking away at the guitar. And then I found myself teaching these guitar classes, and I figured, hmm, teaching, hmm, that's something I could. And out of that, I thought, maybe I should go back to school. So I ended up going back to graduate school, went ahead and got a Ph.D. in English, and that changed my whole life. I became a, you know, started teaching uh, college English and things like that. I think it might not have happened if it hadn't been for the school and for the running into the gate of horn and in Dawn's house and meeting, all those things that happened. And here... What is it, 60 years late after the birth of the school? I'm still coming as a, as a student now and taking fiddle lessons, uh, Irish fiddle, but the school is still a part of my life. What makes me really happy is to see Ted and our grandchildren, Edward, who's just graduated from boot camp, and Gracie, our granddaughter, who plays viola, to hear them play together. And to know that the music that Ted and I have enjoyed our whole lives has been passed down to these grandchildren. They know the songs. They know the people that we sing with. They've been to the school. They've sung Sacred Harp with us since they were little itty-bitty. Gracie will be 15. Edward's going to be 21. And that's how the Old Town School has influenced our lives. It has been a major part of our lives, and I don't know where we would be or what we would be doing had it not been for the school. It's just been an essential, large, always present part of our lives, and it's the only singles bar in Chicago with strings. Oh, I did meet a few ladies I dated there, and I hope that's still going on. But this place, best of all, I met you. Well, and I still love you, dear. Too late, my brother, but never more. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt from a conversation between Ted and Marsha Johnson. It was recorded at the Old Town School on March 22, 2017, as part of our oral history partnership with StoryCorps. To hear the full conversation, listen to excerpts from others, or to learn more about the project, go to oldtownschool.org StoryCorps. That's S-T-O-R-Y-C-O-R-P-S. And tune in again next week for the next installment of 60 Years of Folk, our six-part documentary on the Old Town School of Folk Music. I'm your host, Marie Valindo. Thank you for listening.
whatever 